Hey! Hey! Shout out once again to our main men at Psycho Stick who were so gracious that they allowed us to use this song on the podcast. Um, at the time, we were unknown creators right. that had no idea what they were doing. Now, we have like seven followers, so now we're up to like 12. No, so now, now we have like 400 listeners. But listen, we still have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's part of our shtick. Yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't prepare. But anyway, so at Mr. Small's September 10th, Psycho Stick will be there in Millville, Pennsylvania. Tickets are 15 bucks. And 18 at the door. 18 at the door. But don't wait to get them at the door because you, you're not guaranteed a ticket. Everything's been selling out. All the shows have been selling out. So just go to their their webpage. Like type in Psycho Stick. Go to their webpage. Grab a ticket. We have ours. Um, we do have one extra. We're trying to come up with a good contest. So that we can give that one ticket away. We're not quite sure, you know, what, what the requirements are going to be. It may be that you have to just hang out and pretend that everything that I say all night is funny. Um, <laughs> laugh at Tom's dad. And laugh at Tom's dad jokes. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're not, uh, not asking we're for not much. asking for much at all. So, like always, you want, you have an idea for a topic, you want to come on, you've got something to say. If we completely destroy a subject and our facts are terrible and the IT guy's not here to correct us, um, mainly me. <laughs> which, which, you know, it's kind of, kind of ironic. The last time he was on to correct us was also the last time we let him come on the podcast. I wonder if those two things correlate. No, 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 no. Just coincidence. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just bad luck for the IT guys. Um, so send us an email at mikehasadrink at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our Facebook page, Mike Has a Drink. Uh, Which we actually got a message this week from a fan. Yeah, we're getting better. You guys are finally reaching out to us. So, and shout out to this week's top fan, David Montenegro. Earned the top fan badge this week. So, uh, good for you, Dave. Yeah, here's the Hey, hey. Let's have a drink for Dave. Have a drink for Dave with our green and orange Bud Light cans. And Reggie's um, berry blend. Hooch. Soup or something it was. Yes. <laughs> I got Ellicottville uh, Brewing Company's Oops All Berry Kettle Sour. How's that treating you, Reg? It's good. It's not too it, sweet? It, it, no, it, it's good. It, it's kind of like a, a Belgian, but with a little bit of a berry flavor. Oh, all yeah, right. Like, is it really sour? No, it's not that okay. sour. Because I'm not a fan of the big sour beers. Um, but maybe I just need to give them another chance. <laughs> the golden I mean, I'm not sour a... wasn't bad, really. 
I'm not a big beer fan, so I always find like I always think that it's interesting because my best friend like he brews beer, his wife brews beer, and like all they ever say is like, well, it's just because you haven't found a beer that you like yet. And so I mean, I kind of think that that that's the way with like a lot of things. It's like yeah. you just haven't found one that you like yet. Reg, next time I brew my wishing I was fishing. I haven't had that one. No, it's 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 a very rare brew that I make because once I brew it and then people find out, I don't, I get like two beers and it's gone. It's the one that I brewed at North Country. You didn't know that? Nope. So from my brother's foundation, my uh, the one of the original podcast guests, Virgil, Sir Virgil, Sir Virgil <laughs> was the head brewer. Which, by the way, again, shout out to Sir Virgil, still keeping up with us on the on the page and with mm-hmm. messages and that. And how yeah. you doing, Virgil? Yep, he's actually uh, <laughs> in a couple weekends here. We're gonna go up to. I don't even know. Is it? Uh, well, whatever. We're going up to one of my other fraternity brothers' houses on yeah. Saturday to have him on, and Virgil's going to come for that one. So that episode may get out of hand. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> so he called me and said, "Hey, look, you know, they, we've got this pro this this program at North Country where you can, you know, you pay two hundred bucks." And you can grow a beer. Right. And he said, I think that we need to come up with something for a brother. And I said, all right, man, that's a great idea. So, like, we're talking and we're throwing things off and, like, you know, and he goes, well, what kind of beers did your brother like? And I said, well, he was he was all about the beer that you could sit down and drink all day on a boat. You know, so the Coors Lights, the... right." You know, the Miller Lite, whatever, whatever it was. And, you know, being a beer brewer, I just couldn't bring myself to making that. So we made a very... All you technically would have had to do for yeah. one of those, I'm not going to mention because we don't want to see, was just pissing the can. Yeah, yeah. Well, and all those beers are actually made with rice, actually. Yes, they are. Um, but, so... We came up with a really light wheat beer that we put orange peels, lime peels, lemon peels, and then in the secondary stage, we put a whole bunch of, like, tangerine nectar in. It it sold out in North Country in, like, two and a half days. No shit. So you're talking... You're talking... Um, one of those barrels that they have in there is like the equivalent of like nine kegs. Okay, or yeah. So nine kegs gone two and a half days. Wow. So now I make it at home, but it's a process because I like to have Virgil here. And, uh, you know, with that beer, I don't take the shortcuts that I may take with some other beers. So it, it takes a little bit longer to do. But, Reg, whenever I do, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can come over for Halloween and have uh, some of the zombie beer that we make. Is it green? Start on that soon, don't it, is, it is not green. It is blood red, Reg. Ooh. 
We order. I, yeah, I've, I've actually better start ordering the ingredients because the hard rock candy comes in from Belgium, mm-hmm. and it finishes between twelve and fifteen percent. Yeah, you were explaining this one to me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I can't wait for it. So, so I'll be over here helping as much as you need yeah. with that. Yeah. So we will get that one done too. Um, so anyways. you gotta eventually. Now I know we're adding a lot to your plate here, but you gotta make the root beer beer again. Man, I don't know. I've got trauma from that beer. <laughs> that was exploding on his porch. <laughs> no, it was exploding in my kitchen. Oh, in your kitchen. That's right. Um, yeah, that that beer caused me trauma. I was upstairs, and at three o'clock in the morning, I hear. So it wakes me up and my first thought was, what the hell is Lady doing? <laughs> so I get up, I come downstairs, I look around, didn't turn any lights on, nothing out of the ordinary. Go back upstairs, go to bed. Michelle got up at like four in the morning to go to work. And I hear Mike! Get your ass down here! And I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on, right? So I come down the steps. Now the kitchen light is on. The entire kitchen was covered in uh, root beer. Two full cases of the big uh, stony bottles. Yeah. So the 16-ounce bottle, or no, the, yeah, 16-ounce bottles exploded all over the kitchen. Root beer was everywhere. The ceiling. There's times I'll move furniture in like one of the other rooms and still find like brown beer bottles. <laughs> and how, like, you know the shape of my house, Tom, it's a big circle. Right. Like how glass <laughs> got from my kitchen to the now the pool table room is beyond me. But it was in there. So I've got some trauma when it comes to making that. That one will have to definitely be pegged. Um, Which is a whole other can of worms. Well, no, because that's I prefer to keg them now, Reg, because that's why I have this, this nice kegerator in here. But um, that one, and, and actually my, my hard cider also is another one that has to be kegged. Like, Isn't that what's in there right now? Or no, that's yeah, an apple beer. Yeah, the caramel apple pie. Is in the kegerator right now. Why haven't we been drinking that? Because I need more CO2. Oh. It, it didn't carbonate right, so I gotta uncarbonate it and redo it. But, anyways. How are you gonna carbonate? Shake the shit out of it? Uh. I'm <laughs> be pretty seriously, I don't yeah. know. And then you have to let it all, let all the pressure out and repressurize. Um. So, if you're just tuning in for the first time, we do really do a podcast, and we do have the topic. It just it usually takes us 15 to 20 minutes to kind of get there um, because, uh, we, I mean, let's face it, we're the worst podcast ever, you know. So, Although we did go uh, camping again this weekend. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't follow us on the Facebook page, shame on you. Yeah, like, you would have missed I'm, that. And I'm real. I'm, I'm really upset with myself. Well, well, be, well, before that, before you get to what your gripe, I'm gonna go ahead and say this time we might have a drink. 
we're not giving out free hugs. No. Instead, we were giving out free high fives, and we got everybody. And it was much more popular. So that, I think that's going to be our, our the way we go from now on. Next time, we're going to give out high fives <laughs> and hand out podcast stickers. There you go. So, um, we sat down Saturday night. Well, when we were there, 4th of July, I guess we got back up. 4th of July, we were there. We did an episode with our kids. We became friends. Because wait, if you camp and don't make friends with somebody around you... You're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're not camping, right? Um, so we made friends with them, and, and their one son, his name's Donovan. So if you're listening, Donovan, shout out to you. We'll see you for your birthday in a couple weeks. Um, but here comes the apology because we did an episode on the Great Depression and in typical Mike should not try to publish anything while he's been drinking I tried to publish it and deleted it so Donovan I need a redo Otherwise, no. This was a real delete. This, this wasn't. You know, like the other. Time. Well, the other one I thought was deleted, and then when I changed phones, I actually found it. Um, but no, this was a real one. I actually want to hear that though. All right, I'll send it. Uh, oh, I'll see if we can still access it. Oh shit! Yeah. I will send it over if I can find it. Um. So we'll have to redo that maybe uh, next time we're camping because I don't think we're going to do it for your birthday. But anyway, so that's all. I'm not even going to get into my break about the campground. Okay. I just don't know if I'll do it. All right, I'm going to do it. It was ridiculous, people. So we pull in Friday afternoon, right? We park. Golf cart pulls up behind us. You two were driving way too fast in this campground. And I said, well, we couldn't have been driving that fast. Like, we're looking for our campsite, you know. Five miles per hour. I said, all right, well, sorry. Well, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to start my podcast off like with, with a major, or my, my camping trip off with a major issue. Ma'am, I apologize. We'll be careful. So, Saturday, the car really doesn't move. Sunday, uh, Shaggy and, and Jimbo. Jimbo ran home to let the dogs out in the morning. On their way back in, they come in, they stop at the stop sign <laughs> to let a guy w- cross the street and make Reg's side, yeah. side observation that Tom made the other day, and now I'm convinced he's right. Mm-hmm. As guys get older, <laughs> Their dogs get smaller and fuzzier. <laughs> Am I wrong? Okay. I don't think you are, man. There might be something. I don't know. Well, but pay attention that next time, Rex. That, next time you're walking funny. around at the park or something, pay attention. All the old guys got to have tiny dogs. They don't want a big I dog mean, to come over. <coughs> they have enough obstacles in their home. I mean, smaller dogs, smaller shit. 
They're less fun. Of a lab chow. I don't know. I what you know I I am a I am a cat mom though. I like I like Cannon Terrier. Well, I, I, good. Good. Lab chow mix. So she's fifty five pounds. And I will say that she's so probably good. about like Dudgy, we're losing and it in and out. Oh no. Um Yeah, so that whole thought back lab, over. Okay. So I have a lamb chow and she's about fifty five pounds. There we go. And I feel like she's like the perfect size for just about like anybody. Well here's here's my feeling on dogs. As somebody who um was And other side of the tracks, youth. I know that little dogs barking were a lot less effective to me than big dogs barking. And that's almost, even though little dogs are the demons that'll kill you. Right. And the big dogs will just bark at you until you start petting them. Right. Most of them. Kids, point, Hudson. <laughs> right. Hudson's barking. We've gone over this. He almost never barks, but when he does, yeah. it, it's a big boy when, bark. When he barks, you think you're going to open a door and the dog's going to be 200 pounds. <laughs> and then you open the door and he's like, hey, buddy, you're my best friend. <laughs> so, Reg, as we know, this week it's it was your choice. Yep. So, um, why don't you bring us in to the topic? Alrighty, so this week we're going to cover Dorcas Kelly, also known as Darkie Kelly, um, which is not just a bar in Ireland, but... But I would like to go there, Reg. Okay, you can go there. I want to go there, and I actually want to drink the uh, Darkie Kelly IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you can actually go there and... um, in the Darkie Kelly, it is um, right near where she was ran a brothel. Um, so this bar is is named after her, and inside the bar, in one of the sections, they have like her whole history, and right. the history that they have posted is that of like a wronged woman. That you know, um, um Reggie, I gotta tell you, like when. I, I went nine pages deep on Google trying to research this woman. Okay? Yeah. And one of, the, one of the biggest things I found was so many conflicting reports. But one of the uh, more modern theme was, you know, like a newer articles were that she was actually innocent. It was just, um, what the fuck is his name? Yeah, it was, um... Luttrell. Luttrell. And Luttrell killed her to cover up the love child. Or to like, get, get the revenge yeah. on her bringing the child into light, quote-unquote. Yeah, so there's, like, things that go on here. There's a young woman, and... And then there's 
the witch. What actually? Yeah, like the witch. The witch yeah, and so it's like sussing out like what is true and what is false. Well, seeing as um, historically, specifically at that time, uh, women were treated so much more unfairly than gentlemen. I am actually on team innocent. Yeah, with, I with the things I've read. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And, you know, so before we go, like, diving in there, uh-huh. so at the bar, um, bar, the, um, they have it posted, like, they have, like, wronged woman story posted. Right. And that's where so, the silent... A member of the Reg? Yeah. Try that last thought again. Okay. Um, so the Simon Luttrell right. um, w- was the sheriff. Yes, so, and he was also Kevin, the Lord of Carhampton. Yeah, so um, Kelly, she she owned a brothel, and it was on Cooper, um, Copper Alley. Copper Alley, yes, ma'am. Uh, so Simon Luttrell and her, like, she and her brothel was called, like, the Maiden Tower. So she was the maiden in the tower because she ran the brothel. So he, like, was dead set on her is how, like, the story that's posted in the bar goes. Right. Um, yeah. one, of the, one of the articles I read uh, read had said that she, that he was her um, basic, not basic, but normal customer, you know? Yeah. Like, he would come yeah. walking in, and she, they already knew that he was heading for her and nobody else. Yeah, so he ends up, like, they have their tryst, and, they, and he ends up getting her pregnant. And so she's, like, demanding that he pay for the child and take care of the child, and he refuses. So then what ends up happening is he accuses her of witchcraft and goes a step beyond that and says that, like, she sacrifices her child or their child. Right. Um, in a bizarre satanic ritual, which then, you know, in seven, I think it was 1746, uh, she ends up getting, uh, it was both being hanged and, um, and burned at the stake. So with men, they would just hang. They would just hang them and let them, let them die. Well, I, the report I read was that with the women, instead of just the rope around the neck, they would also put a chain around their chest under their arms. So yeah. it was like a slow choke instead of a... And then for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then they would light the post. And then they would light... light. Yeah, they would light the, ro- the rope and the post on fire. And with her, like, they forgot... Like the crowd was like so vast that they forgot to put the bundle of wood underneath her, 
So they just like lit the rope on fire and she's like grabbing at her face. Um, after she's like already half dead because she hung up there for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like sometimes on top of like them being there like hanging, they would like throttle them. They would beat them. Yes. That's because, you know, so. historically, now, I am a white male, so, but historically, white males are terrible people. Well, my mom Specifically said, towards women. My mama said, women are devil. Except for Vicky Valancourt. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tom, that might redeem all of your dad jokes. Hey, now. <laughs> Add a, so, that right there. I laugh at him, so. Well, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, our our listeners do enjoy them. Whether whether I appreciate them or not is irrelevant. But, all, right, all right, I'm going to be real with you, people. You know, um, if you follow the Facebook page, you saw that Reggie was actually joined, had joined us in person at camp. And I brought up the fact that, you know, I thought about killing the dad joke segment because, <clears throat> you know, they're dicks. <laughs> and um, they wouldn't let me. That's right, Tom. Wait. We love we love to hate them. Right. We look forward to how terrible your jokes are gonna be that next Tuesday. So Tom actually while while we were playing the worst, longest game of pool ever. <laughs> Rich, no, it wasn't games. We were both down to our last ball. And it, a whole entire old school Metallica song right. played, Reg. Master of Puppets played. Before either of us made another ball. <laughs> so you're talking like 22 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, during that period, I had three beers. I was pretty close. Of course, that might be why. But I don't want to draw any unnecessary lines. Reggie, do you know that Mm -hmm. at her trial, um, she said she was pregnant. But a jury of midwives determined that that was just a deceitful plan to try and get a reprieve. But when you look back on how prisoners, specifically female prisoners, were treated and looked at, and then how the females dealing with those prisoners were treated, can we really believe that she actually was not pregnant again? That's my thought on it with, like, with a lot of the shit that I read about this. I mean, she was in a particular business. The oldest business in the world. Mm-hmm. So... Tom dropped a fact during the longest pool game ever about down the road when the magistrate's son got in trouble 
or someone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The surgeon. No, no, no. The surgeon was the surgeon's kid was one of the victims. Oh, okay. Her her quote unquote sister Maria Llewellyn. Now they cannot claim or they cannot confirm if she was a biological sister or if she was just a friend and business partner who was so close that they introduced themselves as sisters. No one's quite 100% sure on that. So, but anyways, now this was uh, 27 years after Darkie Kelly. 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. You're right, I'm sorry. Um, There's no cows around for me to count on, so I just took a guess. That's fair. Um, Mercer math and all. So, she got in trouble, you know, she took over the brothel when Darky Kelly was executed. Well, she got in trouble for baiting a 12-year-old, well, 12 or 13-year-old girl, Mary Neal, to bring a letter to the brothel, and when she opened the door, you know, when she got there, they opened the door and just grabbed her and drug her in for um, Henry Luttrell. And so he got, you know, um, one story said she was a willing participant, but about 97 of the other articles all said that she was kicking, screaming, clawing the whole way up to the room as he was dragging her up there. Of course, he denied it. He had her parents falsely imprisoned. And then during that investigation is when they found the extra bodies. So, you know, there was no carbon dating or, or um, the forensic sciences were nowhere near Right. So they could really not tell how long these people had been dead for. Because, again, in the articles that I read, I found no, like, description of what state they were in when they were found. So part of the innocent theory that, that I'm following, that I'm really starting, you know, believe in and fall on, <clears throat> is that it was actually Llewellyn who killed these five guys for getting a little rough with her girls. And then just figured that since Darky Kelly had already been executed for the quote-unquote murder of John Dowling, that she just said, oh, well, these were her bodies too. And the authorities went, all right, that makes sense. So... Yeah, I, I, so who knows? Maybe in a roundabout way, she really, she really was guilty of other crimes, and it kind of evens out, you know, that karma thing. All right. I mean, if you're you're running a brothel, and I mean, we talked about it last week, like you know where those brothels were, and. You know, they weren't always in the the nicest neighborhoods. Right. There was a whole dynamic of, like, you know, the social economics of, like, what's going on at the time. So a few people got, like, so, you know, the other part of that story is, like, you know, these people who probably got rough with her girls 
Mm-hmm. You know, she she probably took care of them because if the girls were, yeah, because it's like if the girls were like you know taken out of commission because some John roughed them up, then you know she's losing money just as much as they're right. losing money. Just like they always say, Reg, you got to keep that pimp hand strong, you know. But you know, so and you know. It's, you know, you got these Johns coming in, and you're probably just, like, equating them to, like, you know, taking care of a cockroach. Like, right, if they're, yeah, here, I'm going, I'm going to go hang out with the trash this evening. So, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, uh, no matter what time period it is, none of, none of the ladies in that business were treated well. You know, um, I, I feel no. that I need to clarify something here. That just because I'm on team Kelly is innocent doesn't mean that I blame Luling or Lulin for killing these dudes for mistreating her girls. Right. And then blaming it on somebody who's already dead. Because if you can blame something you did on someone who's already dead and they believe it, why wouldn't you? Right. That's fair. So, um, you know, I'm sitting here. We got the Mike has a drink Christmas tree on. The lights are flashing. We got the Mike has a drink bar lights on. They're flashing. It takes me back to a time. Late 1973, early 1974. To this British... British prison, Reg. Oh. And these two men... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I I thought you were... You're about to kill my segue into my topic. Oh. Well, okay, so before before we segue, before we segue, I I do want to make the disclaimer that we are not um, poo-pooing or frowning upon um sex like the sex worker industry at all like i think this is the 21st century and if it's legalized and regulated like i think that that's like a whole other conversation is like that people got away with like killing killing you know these women right. because it was just you know it was so taboo it's a per, like a propriety uh, propriety thing, and so now like we're still stuck with all of that stigma from you know our Puritan ancestors. That really at this point we should be evaluating those laws, and you know because it's still one of the like most dangerous jobs for a woman to a woman to have. Oh, exactly. So, I didn't yep. even look up like if there if there are women who have like you know snapped snapped recently. Like imagine the amount of crap that you have thrown at you nowadays, or being extorted. Like it just you know it's not good, and you know we need to make it so that people feel safe. Yeah. Anyway, that's Absolutely my that's right. my that's my little ty- that's my little tirade. All right, um, fair enough. We want better conditions for sex workers. 
I can get behind that stance. Ha <laughs> ha! See what he did there. Legalize it. That's right. They need their people too. So uh, everybody got bills to pay. Oh. <coughs> yep. Oh, I had, I had, I did have one other thing. Okay. That, um, that Darky Kelly, when they, so all of the women who worked in her brothel, like climbed up, they went, like they were going to take her body back to Newgate Prison in Dublin. Okay. Down and they took her to brothel and they had a wake inside the brothel while like outside, all these people were like rioting. See, the report that I read was that her workers started the wake right in the brothel, and then it turned into them starting the riot because you know they as well were on team Kelly's innocent. Right. Well, and I mean they would know, right? All right. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. Dorothy but, Kelly. But Dorothy one of, Kelly. One of one of the first on record serial killers in Ireland. The first, first woman. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, which I'm sorry, I, I forgot to bring up when Reggie was going on her little tangent about the Hellfire Club at the beginning. Uh, the Hellfire Club that um, Latrell belonged to is believed to be the first Freemason lodge in Ireland. So that that that's all, that's all I have. But, um, if you have anything to do with the Masons, please understand that Tom's views. Or releasing of any kind of Masonic secrets have nothing to do with Mike has a drink. If uh, your next building project, you need Tom as a cornerstone, we understand. Well, before we go on to my two guys, why don't we have our Tuesday with Tom segment. Hey, Mike. Yeah, Tom. How do you find the tallest building in each city? I don't know, Tom. How? You go to the library. They've got the most stories. (laughs) You know. Uh, I like that one. I laughed, Tom. I heard. Thank you, Reggie. I appreciate that. You know, uh, my wife told me that sex is so much better on vacation. I got to be honest, that's about the worst postcard I've ever received. I'll support that one. That one was good. That was that one. You've redeemed yourself. You'll get to tell two more next week. <laughs> you've raised your bar. Yeah, you. Oh, Christ. You now, saved, I gotta, now, you, I gotta, now I gotta stay at that low. Yeah, you, you saved the segment, Tom. <laughs> you got a chuckle from Reggie, and I thought the second one was, was good. It was creative. It snuck up on me. So I wanna, I wanna go to like, 
1974 ish. Okay. Wait, wait. With you being the history major, let me ask you: Was that like during the height of the IRA? Was that like the time frame? You know, I don't know that answer, Tom. All right, all right. I, uh, if anybody knows, hit us yeah. up at MikeHasADrink at gmail.com. That is not where I spent my time studying. All right. But I can remember going over to London in the 90s, early 90s, and they were dealing with bombings and shit on the subways. So it, uh, it very well could have been. Could have yeah, been. Yeah, 1942. Spark. 1922 to 1969 is, like, the the big the big years. Uh, that, that's okay. what... Okay. Okay. So Thank you, Reggie. Fading out right now. So this is a perfect time to become a serial killer. What else are you going to do? So two British guys are in, in, in prison in England, John Shaw and Jeffrey Evans. All right? Before they went to the prison, neither of them knew each other. They happened to connect in prison. So, in 1974, they're getting both getting close to being released. And at the time, their Shaw is 31, Evans is 32. They make a pact. All right. Um. That when they get out, they're going to go to Ireland and go on a crime spree, okay? Because they can't get caught in London again. Right. So, just just to give you a little detail about these fellas, um, Shaw had long black hair and a beard. He was married. But the marriage collapsed once he went to prison. I guess that was the last straw. He had a criminal record since the age of 14, and it started with, like, common petty theft. Evans was small, fair, had been married, had three children. His marriage, too, ended when they went to prison. All right. The charges that these fellas had were sexual assaults, Rape, other crimes that they were linked to, but they couldn't be charged, um, including the rape of a 16-year-old girl. So while in prison, they sat down, they came up with a plan. At some time in the future, when they are both free again, they would team up to fulfill their joint fantasy of abducting, raping, and murdering women. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, first of all, there's a breakdown in the system that these two even got out of jail, right? But, so they're released from prison in England. They decide, like Tom said, to travel to Ireland. And that way, they could avoid any new charges in England. So they get to Ireland. They don't have any money. So, what do you do? You robbed somebody. Yes. Naturally. You start breaking into houses and uh, to get some money. February 5th, 1975, 
they were they had to appear in court because they got caught. Charged with sixteen counts of burglary. Right? They were convicted, sentenced separately, they got two years each. August and August of seventy-six. They appeared in court again, and now they find out that the British are trying to have them extradited. Right. So, what does Ireland do? Say, fuck you! Sort of. We're going to keep them. So instead of saying, okay, we're going to hold these two in jail until you get your stuff in order... They don't really seem like flight risks to us. So we're going to um, let them out each. On their own recognizance. With a 20-pound a bond. Which is... Which is still under $100. Yeah, yeah minimum. In today's right? money. And they were given one month to pre- prepare their case and explain why they shouldn't be extradited. So, like we say all the time with these serial killers, there's multiple times when you can stop it. Right. Right? This judge, I don't know what he was thinking. I'll tell you exactly what he was thinking. He was thinking, okay, these guys might be, you know, bastards, Mm -hmm. right, but... I'm not helping England out. No, I'm not sending them in the back. So, while they were in prison there, they met a guy named Cliff Ottram. He got out before them and said, hey, look, if you guys get out, come to my house in uh, Feathered, which is in Tipperary. So they get released, and they go. Ottram has a car. They said to him, hey, can we borrow your car? And he was like, yeah, sure, guys, go ahead, no worries, I'll get it for you. So they get in the car and they drive north. They decide that, hey, we have, we have, right now we're looking, we have 30 days. We have 30 days before we get sent back to England because there really is no reason that we're going to come up with is right. why we should stay here. So, Although I'm pretty sure if, if they would have stood in front of that judge and said, because England can kiss our asses, that judge what, might have been... He might have said, yeah, you know, yeah, you're you know right. what, you're right. You can, go, you can go back to our prison for two days and we'll let you out. Um, so they got that packed. Here we go, right? We need to kidnap a woman, rape her, and murder her. So, they find a 23-year-old girl. Her name's Elizabeth Plunkett. She lived in Ringsend, Dublin. One of eight siblings. Oh, Irish Catholic, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three sisters, four brothers. She worked at a printing house as the currency clerk. She liked to swim, hike. She was an active girl, right? Right. 
Um, they see her. They find her. She goes with her boyfriend to the to the bay for the weekend. And uh you know, they're talking about cars and blah blah what you know, whatever, right? She gets separated from the group. Cause they're now in a bar, she's ready to go home. She comes out of the pub around eleven and was never seen again. So Sean Evans grab her. The direct quote was We had been talking about girls and Jeff said he was going to pick up a bird and have it off with her. He wanted a small bird. Which, if you don't know, bird was a slang term for woman. Yeah. So they see her, they see Miss Plunkett leaving the pub alone and decide that she's their target. All right. Shaw gets out of the car, grabs her, um, Evans is sitting there, and he said they started messing around, they stopped the car at an entrance to, like, the castle, Castle Timon Forest, Three plantation. We got out of the car. She got frightened. She didn't want to go. We tried to persuade her. We pulled her into the trees and she's saying, let me go. They started beating on her. Took off her, took off her clothes. One of the guys has sex with her. He rapes her. Um, he gets up, leaves. John John leaves. The girl says, what are we going to do? What are you going to do to me? He said, I told her we were going to let her go. Then he, and then he rapes her. Um, and they, it was like, it was multiple times. And then they, and then they kill her. Um, they left her body in the woods. They decided, the quote here is, we decided at this stage to throw her into the sea. They stole a television, a cache, a tent, two blue sleeping bags, and hid out for the rest of the day until dark. On the next night, they returned back to where they left her, put her in a boat, um, went out to sea, tied a lawnmower around her body with the rope from the mower, like the pool. Yeah, the, the pool string. The pool string. And they threw her overboard. 
Yeah. These guys are something else. They had a bonfire the next night, burnt all her belongings so they couldn't be tied to her. Um, and then they drive to another town, decide that um, they need to disguise the car. So they buy black paint and paint the car with paintbrushes. And they decided now they need to have a home base. So they bought like a little car, like a little camper, I guess. They called it a caravan, so like a little camper. Yeah. And in September, they find their next person, Mary Duffy. Again, another small woman. She was at home on the family farm. And again, another another fine, upstanding citizen. On Wednesday, September 22nd, she finished work. Her colleague said she was in a happy mood. She's wearing a red polo, jeans, a red duffel coat and boots, carrying a brown plastic handbag, you know. Um, and the, the handbag is what they used down the road to identify her. Right. Specifically, her sister identified her by the mascara and eyeshadow. She left work. Sean Evans had been watching her make the phone call. And she starts to walk towards home, waiting for her brother to get there to pick her up. So she started to walk, waiting to meet her. Waiting to meet him. They do the same thing. Shaw gets out of the car. Evans parks it up the road. Um... Evans gets, uh, you know, uh, Shaw, when she gets near the car, he grabs her, throws her in the car. And uh, this time, they're in town. So people hear this. Mm. So... The brother drives by, they pass the brother. Like that, that like reminds me of like a scene from like a, one of those like thriller movies or whatever. Like, right. Here they've got, they've got the person in the car and they drive past. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. man. Yeah. So. They've done some research. They know where they want to take her. They know there's this isolated area. Um, really remote. Not many people. They knew when we, they grabbed their next victim, they were taking her there. Drag, they drag her out of the car, and they, they repeat the same process that they did with the first victim. 
They tie her to the tr a tree. She's still alive. They tie her to a tree. You should tie up. They set their they set a tent up and go to bed. They you, they just left her ass there. Tied to the tree. They kept, yeah, yeah, they yeah. next to her. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Evans wakes up before dawn, drives back to their caravan, gets some food and some other things. He goes to sleep and doesn't wake up until about noon the next that day. Gets some food, gets, um, grabs like a concrete block, like a cinder block. Mm -hmm. Hi, lady. When he does, he, he, uh, hits the side of the car and the black paint gets on it. From the cinder block. Yeah. Yeah. The black paint from the car transfers to the cinder block. He doesn't notice. Oh. Shaw's away, or when Evans was doing all that, Shaw unties her and starts assaulting her again. Said that they saw a fisherman. Shaw said he saw a fisherman come by, but he said they didn't see us. Um, and you know, so they do the same thing. You still there, Reg? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, my phone went dark. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Um. So he gets back to the camp. They give her a cheese sandwich, a bottle of barley water. Oh, she how generous! Yeah, she she was not, you know surprisingly she was not in the mood to eat or drink. Shaw then takes the car and goes drinking. He goes to drink. Comes back, and now they're trying to figure out, what are we going to do with her? It's been two days now. Right. So, they kill her. Um, and they believe, from the two of them testifying, that um, Shaw... Then proceeded to again have sex with her after she was dead. Mm. Ew. Which is, I mean, this whole thing is sick. So they threw her, they tied her to the cinder block, threw her into the water. Alright. It took a team of 35 divers. From the Navy and Army units and civilian volunteers, almost two weeks to find her body. So, thank God they were arrested before they could carry out their third. They were arrested as they were planning their third victim. I thought it was as they were taking her out of her house. 
Um, I, could, I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I had heard. I don't know. Let's see. So... It says, uh, they stopped to get gas. The guy that owns the gas station recognized the car. So now there's a search for the car. Mm -hmm. It's spotted outside then what was called the Ocean Wave Hotel in Salt Hill on Sunday, September 26th. When Sean Evans, they were drinking, looking for their next victim. And when they came out to the car, they were arrested and taken into custody. Okay, they came out to the car. I knew yeah. I knew they were coming out of somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I apologize for my uh, so, mis- misinformation. So, well, but you're probably right. Had they not grabbed them, they probably they probably were waiting for someone to come out of the bar. You know what I mean? Like they were they were escalated to the point where it was see someone take someone. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday, September eighth, a man's walking on uh, Duncormick Beach, and he saw a body laying face down on the shore. It was Elizabeth Plunkett. She'd come untied and floated the shore. And then, like I said, 35 other divers, because now they've figured out they've tied the car to Duffy. Right. 35 divers look for two weeks. So, they're obviously convicted, life in prison. Evans... In 2012, has a stroke and has to have heart surgery. He goes into a coma, dies at the age of 68 from sepsis. Ooh. Which I hope is painful. I hope the man suffered. Whether he knew it or not, I hope he suffered. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery slope, my brother. Yep. But he was in the hospital... From 2008 until he died in 2012. Holy hell. And they estimate the annual cost for his care was 900,000 pounds. I was about to say close to a mil, but yeah. yeah. No family members came forward to claim his body, and he was buried by the Irish prison services in an unmarked grave. Shaw is still in jail. At least according to what I've read. He's in his late 70s. He's repeatedly applied for release through the parole board. In 2016, the parole board recommended he be granted two-day outings a year under prison escort. But it was rejected um, because... They, the judge was like, he is not fit to be out in society. 
Good for him. Yeah. Good Good for him. I thought somebody finally was logical. So, and then he appealed. It went to their version of the Supreme Court. And that judge said that he's still a danger to women and is not fit. He can't function. He cannot function in society. Right. So. He just needs to stay in his little hole where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are the ethics of keeping a serial killer, like, alive in prison? Because the thought process, Reggie, is, is that that's actually more of a punishment than the death penalty. Um. Now, I'm not saying, but the belief is that, quote-unquote, the death penalty is the easy way out for killers. That that they should be forced to live with it day after day. Well, that's, okay, well, that works on a prisoner who has a conscience. Right, these guys don't have a conscience. They're like, yeah, whatever. But on top of it, though, Reg, we're talking about Ireland. And we're talking about Europe in general. Which is a lot more well, lenient than the well, states are. And I mean, they're probably, I guess you consider maybe more civilized. I don't know if that's correct. But I don't, I, I'd like to actually see, we might have to look and see, like, how many people actually are put to death over there. You know, um, did you ever watch that show, Lock Up on MSNBC? Mm-hmm. Well, I was watching their world tour episodes, and they were in an Irish prison. And they were asking this one killer how his victims died. And he goes, well, the first one fell off a bridge, didn't he? And then he goes, the second one, I went in, and the CEO was like, no, stop. You haven't been convicted of that. Be quiet. So, and and, and that that... Is what led me to my argument earlier of saying that European prisons right. are a little more lenient. Right. right. I mean, we tape things. in the states. We tape every single phone call. You know, like we talked with the when we did the local one about the Abbots. Like they they had recording after recording after recording of this guy incriminating himself. Right. Um, yeah, so and like maybe I'm not, and I'm like, right. And I'm not really like. Suggest like suggesting that like we kill a bunch of people in prison. Like I get like I get that there's always new evidence. There's you know all of the like there's all of these other factors. But right. like when you have somebody who is literally like a psychopath, a, right. a sociopath, right? There's like, certainly a fast track for those people. There's like, a, there's there, a, well, there is in Texas. Yeah. If you kill somebody right. and more than three people right. see you do it, yeah. you lose all right to appeals and you are Look, kicked to the front of the line. Here, here, here. If, if I'm that's ever about the only good thing in Texas. If I'm ever elected president at the moment, serial killers from this point on will be transferred to a Texas prison and charged there. Or they should get thrown into a hole and die Ragnar Lothbrok style with poisonous snakes. With snakes. Well, like, so I'm reading this article from, so 
So MVC is like thanks to St. Patrick. MB- Listen, that's just a metaphor for the Druids. It is. I, I know this. You know this. We know this. But it fit the joke, Reggie. Damn it. It did. It did. So according to NBC News, apparently it is 10 times more expensive to kill a prisoner, so to execute them, than it is to keep them alive. How? I I don't know, but it's all about, it says it's all about, like, the, the money. Right. Like, yeah, but I don't, but I don't understand that. Maybe, maybe like for that one year, like you, you gotta pay like these guys, this guy in the hospital nine hundred thousand pounds a year to sustain him instead of you know a three hundred forty dollar yeah, so jump on your electric bill because you flipped the switch. Yeah, I mean if that's too expensive, just hold them underwater. Give them the Oreo treatment. Hold them under until the bubble stop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or it all it all, all boils down to money and cover them up. Take them to Gator. Take them to Florida and leave them to the swamp and the Gators. Oh well. Anyways, we could go on with that debate for years. Yeah, but we're not going to. No, not, because well, I don't care about the debate. But we're not going to discuss other ways to dispose of bodies on this episode. 1.26 million for the death penalty. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, 1.26 yeah. million. Well, Chelsea, thanks for joining us and chiming in with hey. that. Awesome fact. No problem. Yeah, it's $90,000 a year to keep somebody in prison. I, I don't understand it, but I don't understand how they get that number. He has an idea. Well, Tom has an idea. Did I miss his joke? You did. Aw. It's not a joke. <laughs> um, hold on, let me find it. Well, we'll tell you off air. Reggie, Reggie enjoyed the first one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I told him that the second one probably saved this segment. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Um, okay. So I figured out how they came up with that $1.2 million number. Because oh. <laughs> it's a government agency and they pay $900 for a toilet seat. Well, I mean, it's possible. Which is not actually what... The second one may have is... Good job. So, um, I think we're kind of approaching our limit here. So, um, the episode, I'm not going to touch it, people, until tomorrow. <laughs> um, because, you know, you can always delete or mess up so many times and still be left in charge of the app. So, uh, any, any, any final thoughts? Any other Irish killer that you guys came across? I will say that I came across the, a few, but I didn't do any research on them okay. because I would, I don't know, I got into the ADD focus on her. Like, 
I made it my mission. Like it, like I just said earlier, I was nine pages deep on Google search yeah. trying to find stuff because it, it was just, I need you. Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely went in the opposite direction on that. Yeah, I there's, um... I'm just going to do a different question. <laughs> Well, you kind of stole our thunder. We probably could have talked about it more. Ooh. Mm. Yes. You just, like, you assigned me a podcast. (laughs) And then you took it over. All right. Well, look, you've got. Talk, talk, Talk about the wronged woman. See, Tom? See, we're right. Right? The wrong wronged woman. <laughs> okay, Reg, you got sixteen minutes. What else do you want to tell <laughs> Okay, so there's actually there's actually this other podcast. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Oh. Listen. Whoa. It's it's all content. Yeah, we gotta support each other. Yes. Yeah, it, it's all content. So so they, the one podcast that, like, actually, um, it was, like, in in 2011 is when they, like, uncovered a bunch of, like, the, the second story. Right. So for a long time, like, that first story that's in the bar was the story. But then they went and did, like, a whole bunch of digging and looked at all these, like, historical documents. Um, to review them, and it like tells the whole other story of like her and like burying them in the brothel. Okay. Um, so that that's called the uh, No Smoke Without Hellfire. Um, which is actually it's a it's a pretty good episode, so I do recommend um, checking that out. But then in I have an opposite ADHD thing um, from Tom where I went on, like, all these tangents. And one of my tangents was that she was going to be taken back to Newgate Prison. And Newgate sounded really familiar to me, so then I started looking at it. And so there was a Newgate Prison that was in Dublin and then a Newgate Prison that was in London. And the reason that the London one sounds familiar is um, if anybody is looking for an interesting podcast, um, there's one about Sir Isaac Newton after he, you know, invented physics, Um, you know, uh, called Newton's Law. And it's about him. Uh, basically becoming this lawman and going after these counterfeiters who were creating all the all this coinage because um, it was still when England used a whole bunch of, of coins and they were like it just got harder and harder for them to like make these counterfeit coins um, so it's like this whole story about like several of these people who went and um, you know, worked at like the coinage, um, fat, what are they called? Mints. Yeah. Um, in order to like learn how to like make them 
and because like they couldn't make them fast enough either because they were like some of them were made by hand and um to in order to get like them counterfeited correctly so if anybody's looking for you know an interesting podcast it's about eight eight episodes really easy listen um and you know it's a really in, like it's just really interesting facts did you say the name of that podcast? Newton's Law. There you go, people. Check it out. For Just make sure you come back to the worst podcast ever after. Because we're your favorites. I, I mean, it's only eight episodes, and it's history. Oh, wait. What are we? <laughs> we're, 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 Claire. we're everywhere. We're we, we are. We are hodgepodge. We're we running a hodgepodge podcast. Hey, you know what's interesting about history? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's written by the winners. Oh, all right. That's true. French and Indian War, for example. And, of course, the winners always make themselves look good. Nobody wants to be the villain in their own story. Precisely. My demons and I have accepted our role. Yeah, I don't want to fight with my demons. I just got to with them now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Wait, isn't, isn't that one of the isn't that one of the sayings? Is that you're not trying to like heal, like become a better person. You're trying to love like the worst parts of yourself. Well, I mean, that's probably a better way to say what we were saying. <laughs> so, all right. Well, look, Reds, that took um, two minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you still have you still have twelve more minutes to come up with some more information. I do have twelve minutes. I think you <laughs> underestimated that. No, no, that's fine. We were supposed to be done in an hour. And then you had to bring up two other serial killers. Didn't bother to share with the rest of the class that we were supposed to do bonus work. Well, you know, that's my type A personality. That's the teacher's pet. Just have a, have a backup plan. It's a, yeah. the teacher of the podcast. It's his own pet, yes. That's right. It is, it is Mike's podcast. I, I am definitely my favorite student. <laughs> So, all right. So, what's next week? Did anybody have that written down? It's um. Oh dear Lord, that was a while ago. I took a picture of our calendar. Hey, where is your calendar? My calendar is in my. There's a calendar. Well, Mike has a daily planner. It's a monthly planner. Um. The Vampire of Noel. Oh, no, 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 no. Next week is the Johnstown Fang. No, we skipped the John. We're going to skip the Johnstown. Okay, then it will be the Vampire Nolens. That's a good one. All right, so that's the one we're doing. I can't wait till we get to the one where the serial killer called into Howard Stern. Really? Oh. I cannot wait. Uh huh. I think that's in two weeks. How big a balls and how small a brain do you got to have for that? It didn't really matter. Because at the time, he said his number was 12. 
And then when they finally caught him, his number was at least 24. So he still had 12 more episodes of pleasure, I guess. So he, I I mean, you kind of have to respect that as a power move. Like, well, that, like that's Jack that, the Ripperish or um the dog black dog killer. Yeah. Or a level of confidence showing the off the bragging. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Well, Zodiac, not the black dog yet. But the flip of that is like maybe that was like a call, his call for help. Like I'll call into Howard Stern and they'll be able to figure out who I am. And get me off the streets. And if, well, and that, what I was talking about, what we should cover later, um, as he was building that, (laughs) he was like dropping subtle hints all around town Mm -hmm. and this and that. And the way he saw it was, I haven't been caught yet, so God wants me to keep going. Yep. Which is in itself a quite delusional aspect, but that's neither here nor there. Look, I think we've established that we're not going to talk about any sane, normal people on this podcast. Well, we talked about a few. I mean, we did talk about Virgil, but I don't know that anybody would ever say Virgil's normal either. He's he's sane. Mm -hmm. Sir Virgil, we love you. But the guy does wear a kilt, so... Well, he's a sir, so... I mean, I guess that's true. Um, but anyways, all right, look, people. Since, since uh, you know, Reggie ran out of information and I had to fill in a bunch of dead air this week, um, tune in next week. We're going to talk about the Vampire of Nolens. Um... I really, 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 really want another trip down there. But not right now because it's hot as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and as know, fuck in a technical term is more than a shit ton. Oh, so. Absolutely. Like, we're talking, <laughs> you go down there right now, it's like 186 degrees. You're losing 12 pounds walking from the... Yeah. from. The door of the airport to the taxi cab. Oh, well, maybe I should go now. <laughs> well, do that walk like four times and I lose my dad bod, man, you know? But I don't know. It's part of my charm. Because mm-hmm. I get away with saying stuff with a dad bod that I wouldn't get away with if I was skinny again. Like? <laughs> like Tom. Well, Tom's not skinny. Tom got a little bit of chunk. Tom's thinnish. Thin-ish. That's right, ish. Um, but anyways, people, yeah. be nice to each other. Yeah. Hold the door for a stranger. Listen, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm going to say this so that Tom doesn't have to get himself upset. Nope, nope. You told me to drop it, and I promised I would. I know. So I'm going to bring it Wait, up for you. Wait, is this about the car thing? Yeah. Did you no, go on no. five minutes in County Market parking lot to Macy today about people being mean on cars? Please. Yeah, but that wasn't on air. That wasn't on air. <laughs> people, please. 
And because, so, but because of that, like, I almost yelled at a little old lady who, like, put her cart, like, randomly in the middle of a parking lot this God week. God damn it, Rich, like, shut up. And it, and it's like, student moving weekend. Better. No, she wasn't that old and it wasn't that far away. Like, she was capable. Well, maybe it was the first time she was ever in a grocery store. She could have been, she could have been visiting from another country. Not every, stores? not every country has grocery stores. No. With carts. You get, you no. take your own basket. That was one of the things that kind of surprised me when I was in France. Now I was up in the mountains of France in a small town and everything was, you need to bring your own bag, like, no shopping carts. And imagine their surprise when Adam, I mean the IT guy, picked up two bottles of champagne and dropped them on the ground and they blew up. They didn't know what to do. Because apparently French kids don't grab bottles of champagne and turn around and say, How about these, Dad? <laughs> Why not? Because they're too stuck up over there. If you are French, please do not hold... I am French! Okay, well then, Mike's allowed to self-deprecate. Right. Get over it. Self-deprecate. Whatever the word is, Reg. You know you're smart. You know what I'm shit... Not deprecating. You know what I'm shitting. You know I shit your pants. I don't judge, Mike. I don't judge. How you pay your bills is how you pay your bills, brother. That's right. And speaking of paying bills, we don't get some more people following this podcast. Tom and I are serious about opening up our OnlyFans feet page. That's right. I got them bunions, homie. I got them bunions. Wow. We went way off the rails. <laughs> so be nice. Be nice to people to send Tom. We got that bunions. Send, send Mike and Tom 1995 a month so you can see Tom's bunions. Um, that is a a whole other podcast. It is. It definitely is. Oh, um, you know, you're not nice people. That's what you're getting. The Facebook page is turning into Tom's bunions. Boom. But, um, like Tom said, just be nice. Be the reason somebody has a good day. Put your shopping cart away so that way Tom can go buy groceries, come back out, get in the car, and not be stressed out. I just think it's ignorant is all. I mean, it's lazy. So... But as always, Reg, thanks for joining us. Even though you had to carry us. That's not true. I just had to fill in the dead space. Uh, by the way, I'm just kidding, Reg. I'm just kidding. I know. I just I started doing research and went, they've got this one covered. It's so little. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it, but that's but, the reality. But, you know, that's the time frame. When, when you start deal, even like Jack the Ripper for his famous he is. Oh, they're sold. There's mm-hmm. very minimal stuff. Right. So, because the records disappear. Back then, everything was tender, and it all burnt down. So. Well, can you like imagine? Can you imagine like this being like 
you base your career off studying like Jack the Ripper, like you're a PhD student and you're like just trying to go through like all these different manuscripts and like figure out who the fuck he was in real life. Mm-hmm. And like that's your whole career. You've spent you spent 30 years like doing all yep. this academic research yep. and nothing. And the nothing. conclusion is I have no idea. That's kind of how Tom felt researching Darkie Kelly here. Yeah. But anyway, hey, Reg, look, people. I, I appreciate the fact that you went in a different direction. It gave us a chance to learn about some serial killers from Ireland. Um, I still do want to do an episode on the Cray brothers who are uh, mobsters from England. Right. I'd like to get Tom's English friend on for that. I'll send him a message see what I can figure, see what I can set up. To figure it out. But we are about to run out of time. So, hey, thanks for joining us, people. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a five-star review. We need to make up for the one-star review that we did get left on Apple. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, that was early, early, very early when we had a secret fan. Ah, okay. It makes so, sense now. Yeah, so um, we need to kind of balance that out. Send us a question. Send us an email. Send us a topic. We'll send you a free sticker. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>